1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haiti. Sponsored by Window Nation. Winter is here. With Window Nation, replacing those old windows is easier and more affordable than you think. Call 866 90 Nation or visit WindowNation.com. 1057 The Fan.
3: Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. News from the Nest. Gino Stone, who the Ravens did not extend a couple of days ago. Hits free agency, not for the first time. Remember he was out there to yep. be had on a couple of occasions, but he did come back to Baltimore seven picks this year. He was on NFL network yesterday. Here's Geno Stone talking about his now uncertain
2: future, I guess. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, Baltimore's always home, but you know, like I, like business is business, you know that, uh being his lead that's long. Um, you know, I kinda you know, you kinda said it right there. You know, I've been through it all, uh especially my rookie year, but um, I just want to be somewhere where I'm, I'm appreciated and, uh, you know, who, who wants me and for for me to be a starter, whoever,
4: whoever it may be, um, I just want my value to be there.
2: I, I, you know, I mean, to me, that's that's exactly what you're looking for in free agency. I mean, if they're coming at you with some money, they want you, and you're going to be a starter if they're paying you. And and um, if I'm a betting man, he's going to be a starter for somebody and I'm guessing it's going to be one of the teams that have a Ravens person on their staff or head coach right now. And I think, yeah, he'll be a starter, possible green dot guy. And he'll, he'll play a big role for that team because he can be a coach on the field and help teach their defense.
3: Now, he mentioned go somewhere where I'm appreciated. Yep, I don't think he's implying that the Ravens didn't appreciate him. He mentioned the business aspect of it. They're already paying Marcus Williams. Kyle Hamilton's going to maybe be the highest paid safety in football when it's come time to write that check. I mean, they appreciate him. They just... They have choices to make.
2: I'm guessing what he means by that, Bob. He didn't like the contract. Oh, Oh, there you go.
3: (laughs) You show your
2: appreciation by what you're willing to pay.
3: (laughs) Now, he was drafted by the Ravens in the seventh round of 2020, was waived, then signed back to the practice squad. He went to Houston for a cup of coffee, came back to Baltimore, and he has been a contributor. And when Marcus Williams went down earlier in the season, he was an asset to the team, but when Williams came back, not at 100%, but still, Geno Stone's role seemed to diminish a little bit there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: was starting, basically.
2: I would say over the last two years, because Williams, when Williams went out originally last year, Geno Stone had to step up. So Geno Stone has proven to people that, and himself, that he can be a starter in this league. Is he a great starter? No. Pro Bowl guy? No. But he can be efficient back there because he's smart, he's tough, he'll tackle, and he's got ball skills and instinct.
3: And he's still young. He's only 24 years old. He'll turn 25 in April. Is that right? He was born uh, April 19th,
2: 1999. Yeah, and he's been in the league, what, five?
3: Drafted in 2020.
2: Woo! Yeah. I, I remember he came out early. And I'm like, you know, and a seventh-round pick, you know, coming out early. Yeah,
3: because Mel Kuyper, we were still working from home at that time. We had him on right after the draft. And Mel said if he would have stayed another year, he probably would have maybe been a fourth or fifth-round pick.
2: Yeah, but he's going to end up – Bob, I'll bet you he'll get five mil a year, something like that.
3: Here's Geno Stone on NFL Network talking about the veteran leadership in Baltimore and how it, it helped him develop as a player.
2: I have had great vets around me, really. Um, you know, I, got, I had a guy, Anthony Levine, that next to me every day and, you know, preaching what to do. And I just kind of followed what he did, his lead. You know, he's, he was in the lead for 12 years, so uh, picking his brain each day. And, you know, he told me one day, he said, you know, you're going you're gonna to make it one day. Just just make sure you're, you're, you know, you're going through the process and, you know, stay humble. Yeah, I, I tell you what, when you have quality veterans around like that willing to help a young guy, especially a seventh-round pick, because the thing about it is, the vets know right away. They they know after the first minicamp whether you can help them or not help them. And if they don't think you can, Levine's not going to spend a lot of time with them because he's trying to get the guys ready that are going to help the team. And,
3: and Gino Stone at that time was kind of taking Anthony Levine's spot. Levine yeah. now a coach, but at the time was still a player.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, and that's the thing that. Geno Stone will pass on to wherever he goes because whoever, and I said this before, whoever's bringing in Geno Stone, you got to teach all these other guys this off this defense.
3: And we talked about this yesterday too, Vinny. Green dot guy, yes, wherever he goes, perhaps.
2: Unless Depending on a linebacker, his... you yeah. know, that's like if a... he goes
3: to Seattle with Patrick Queen. Well then, that's a good question. I does he s- get the dot, or does Queen get the dot? Well,
2: Warner's there too. Well, he's Bobby a Wagner, Wagner. Wagner, yeah, yeah. Wagner's there. Or he
3: might even hang up the cleats there. Yeah,
2: too. but I would think if Queen goes there, I would it'd probably be Queen more more so. But he's a candidate to be a green dot. He's he's got that mental capacity.
3: 880-1057. The fan woman crush Wednesday. Now this is coming through NFL Network or a Pro Football Talk, I should say. Michael David Smith this was uh time stamped 11:57 which was what about 15 minutes ago The Ravens are the betting favorite to sign Derrick Henry Tennessee Titans shortest odds right now at plus 175 Derrick Henry, 30 years of age, is it the same player he was, blah, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. But he is hitting the open market. Dallas is second shortest, Philly, and then the Houston Texans coming in there. So, Derrick Henry, Vinny, you've been, we talked about it yep. yesterday, yep. talked about it with Cordell. You'd rather see them go for a running back on the cheaper scale than spending crazy money on a wide receiver here. But yep. you're more of Team Barkley. Not Team Henry, even though, as Nolan pointed out yesterday, Derrick Henry actually averaged more. Saquon Barkley averaged less than four yards a carry yeah. for the Giants. Yeah. Kind of questionable offense. I'm, I'm
2: for whoever George Kakanis, who's the pro guy, who seems like uh, like the new uh, taking over for Ortiz. whoever they like, it could be Pollard, Josh Jacobs. I like all those guys, you know. Henry just seems... Uh, Like a guy that's had a ton of carries and 30 years old, it's not like he's going to get faster or whatever. Uh, I mean, to me, that wouldn't just from where I sit here right now, that wouldn't be my top choice.
3: Yeah, last season, 17 games played, so he hit the post. Yeah. 1,167 yards, average 4.2 per carry. Twelve touchdown, didn't fumble, solo ball security in your favor there. A long run of sixty-nine yards, and I think that might have been against the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Well, the thing we know about the Ravens is they like to take guys that they played against or who played good against them. He just turned thirty in January. Yeah, uh, so he'd be thirty-one next January. Um, the the thing about that one, Bob, is is You know, he's a type of guy... Give me your opinion, too. He's the type of guy, the more you get it to him, the more lathered up he gets, the better he gets.
3: Oh, he's a level up from Gus Edwards.
2: Oh, no doubt. But now, is he going to be able to get lathered up with, you know, Lamar's carries and everybody else? Is he going to be able to get 20 carries a game? Will he have the same success if he's just carrying it 10 or 12 times.
3: And I think that's uh, something that they're going to evaluate. Oh, no doubt. The structure in Todd Munkin, how does he make it work into well, Bob, their there offense? Well,
2: all those talks before about the t- trade deadline that they were trying to get him. So maybe where there's smoke that there's fire, maybe you know, you know that they played against him a lot and he's burned them a lot.
3: He's six straight years of double digit touchdowns. Yeah. But the shelf life for a running back isn't as long as, say, a wide receiver, definitely a quarterback, or some old linemen out there. But uh, I don't know.
2: Um, I'm skeptical yeah. on, on that one. Just like Josh
3: Jacobs is intriguing coming yes. off a down year for the Raiders. Pollard. Pollard in Dallas, yeah.
2: coming. Well, he, second year off the injury.
5: Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Nolan? I don't know. You got a pick of the litter here. It's going to be musical chairs with all these teams swapping running backs. Yeah. Uh, thing with Derrick Henry, I don't know. Is he willing to take on a lesser role? Because you guys just said it. He's so used to being the workhorse. Yeah. Maybe the only workhorse running back left in the NFL. Uh, so is he okay at the age of 30 moving into this next chapter of his career being a guy that's you know, taking half the workload or being situational, goal line guy?
3: Tony Pollard, by the way, 26 will be 27 in April, played 17 games, averaged four yards per carry, six touchdowns, rushed for over 1,000 yards, which isn't what that used to be, 17 games. I mean, you're averaging like 50 yards a game. But either way, 2022, he averaged over five yards a carry.
2: And then then he got hurt, remember? So this would be second year off the injury, and and he provides a little more oomph in the offense just because – uh, if if Keaton Mitchell was healthy, you know, then you know I'll, I'll get a back for, or I may even draft him, but I'll get one for a lot less than maybe I would get one now because right now the Ravens don't have one.
3: It's Vinnie and Hadi 1057 The fan. When we come back, let's count that midweek money. Hopefully, buy or sell. Talk to the Wizard Walt Williams about Maryland's loss last night. Look at the last four games of the season and how the Terps are at least going to get a little positivity rolling. They're not getting blown out. They're just finding ways to lose, always playing from behind, it seems, and maybe it's starting to catch up with them at the late stage of the regulars.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: Are you buying? Great cash,
3: homie. Or are
5: you selling? I'm not gonna buy into that crap. And 80,
2: 1057 the fan.
5: Finny
3: and Hattie, 1057 the fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Got A lot getting into. Oh, got a lot of got, got a lot to get into here in the world of sports. Sorry about that, everyone. And we will. <clears throat> got the Orioles in spring training. Got the Ravens about to hit free agency. You got the Terps winding down the regular season on a low note, and other things in between. But let's count our money before we pay just a matter of B.K. buyers.
2: Well, Bob, the Dow is down seventy one. The S and is down thirteen. Nasdaq is down one twenty two. DraftKings down forty two cents. Under Armour's up seventeen cents to eight oh two.
5: Buy or is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. We'll start things here in the NBA where the Nets have fired their coach, Jacques Vaughn, following a recent stretch of losses that have sent Brooklyn tumbling down the Eastern Conference standings. It also continues a trend of really a revolving door for them at head coach since they fired uh, Kenny Addickson, Atkinson. excuse me. Uh, Steve Nash had a couple years there. His tenure got cut short. Vaughn takes over, doesn't even make it a full season, then he's out. So now Kevin Ollie's taking over as the interim guy again in the meantime. But, Bob, by or sell, the Nets need to go with a veteran coach for their next full-time hire. Well, Kevin Ollie did win a national championship at UConn. He played in the
3: league for, what, 13 years. The problem with uh, Brooklyn has been they went all in on the Kyrie and the Durants and the big fancy names. Then they brought Ben Simmons over in the Harden trade from Philly. That blew up in their face. Right now, they're building around who? Mikael Bridges? I'm not saying he's a bad player, but is he a foundation piece? They're lacking in talent right now, but I guess the reason they're using to get rid of Jacques Vaughn was effort and all of that stuff were becoming a problem. I mean, their last game they played with him as coach, they lost by 50. It's
5: kind of a problem. There. Over in the NFL, more on the running back market. Uh, Plenty of changes will be coming across the league, and we've talked about a few of the big names that could land in Baltimore. But what about the guys on their way out of town? J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, we think. A recent CBS Sports article identified some potential landing spots for the top running backs on the market. Both Dobbins and Edwards were attached to the Chargers. Uh, It's a new regime there. GM Joe Ortiz, certainly familiar with both of those players, as is offensive coordinator Greg Roman. But, Vinny, are you buying or selling that either one of those guys will end up in L.A.? I'm going to – I'll sell it. I I, I think
2: that they'll try to draft probably the Michigan kid, you know. But I I don't think – unless Gus or Dobbins comes real cheap and they get, like, a real good deal – I would say Dobbins more so than Gus Bus if they did.
5: Well, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of Dobbins' frustration there when he was playing the last couple of years seemed to stem from his usage. And we don't know if that was a Roman thing. Yeah, Dobbins Hardly. might
3: be a guy that just wants to get the hell out of Baltimore.
5: Right. But does he want to then rejoin forces with Greg Roman? No, that's who... Baltimore. <laughs> Basically. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, over to baseball here. The Astros, they've been the mo- the model organization model. over the past seven, eight years, drafting top-tier talent and then extending those players. Well, Jose Altuve, he pretty much going to be an Astro for life at this point, signed an extension earlier in the winter. Now two more players are on the front office's radar. Alex Bregman, become a free agent uh, after this coming season. Kyle Tucker, the year after that, uh, should be noted here that Bregman is a Scott Boris client, so take that for what it's worth. But buy or sell, Bob. Houston won't be able to keep both Bregman and Tucker. I'll buy that. They let Carlos Correa walk, too. Let's not forget who they
3: drafted number one overall. You got the Boris factor, which is huge, but who are the big free agents left right now in Major League Baseball? The big four, the Boris four, still looking for work. So, yeah, that'll benefit them eventually financially but it hurts them from a getting in on a time and preparing for your business scenario. But no, they're not going to sign Bregman and Tucker. And bregmans he's not ancient, but I'm guessing he's 30-ish, right? I don't have his baseball card in front of me,
5: but you get the point. Because he's been around for right. all of that run. It's 29. Close enough. There you go. And lastly, here in the NFL, appears Gabe Davis. His time in Buffalo is done. Oh. With him being a free agent, that's hardly a surprise, but... Earlier this week, he did post a video on social media. Seemed to provide a lot of closure, at least for him, uh, and put to bed any notion that he'll be re-signing with the team that drafted him. Uh, Certainly some bright spots for him over the past four years, but never put it all together for a 1,000-yard season. He'll still be among the most coveted free agent wide receivers this spring. He's 24 years old. Buy or sell, Vinny. A change of scenery is what Davis needs at this point in his career.
2: I'll buy that. I'll buy that. You know, will he be a Raven? No. I, I think the Ravens wide receiver wise, Norm, I think they go uh bargain shopping at wide receiver.
3: And Gabe Davis, that divisional game against Kansas City, arguably the greatest game a receivers ever had. We yes. had four touchdowns yeah. in that game, at least three. But two hundred an- ankle injuries last couple well, last, two years ago and the inconsistency this year. He's his what's his nickname? Big game game. Maybe he'll wind up somewhere. That's for sure. It's video at Haiti, 105. five seven. Of the fed. We're going to come back, talk some Marilyn hoops with Walt Williams. He had a few big games during his career in College Park and in the NBA. Hey, Ryan Wilson, Sports.com is going to join us for some NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Rich Dubroff, talk Orioles with him at 1.30 from Baltimore Baseball. Orioles open, BaltimoreBaseball.com. Orioles open their uh, –
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left side of field, it is high, that is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader.
0: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
2: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez.
0: Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Your
2: exclusive home for all Baltimore sports. 1057 The Fan.
0: 1057
2: The
3: Fan. on This Woman girl. crushed Wednesday. Bob Hattie beating No Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Last night, men's college hoops, Madison, Wisconsin. Terps lose another one. Tough one at that, 74-70 to the Badgers. Now down to the final four games of the regular season. A lot of work to be done as it's getting late quick. And here to talk about that, other things happening with the Maryland team. Maryland legend, guys, number forty-two hanging up there at the Xfinity Center, longtime NBA standout, friend of the show. He's on the WGK Logest Hotline. Let's welcome in the Wizard Walt Williams. Walt, what's happening? How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, Walt. Well, before we get to Maryland, last night the final four games of the season. Maybe look at March for however long that will last. Lefty Drizelle. Passed away Saturday. You didn't play for Lefty. You came in a couple years after he had uh, uh, you know, left the university under the tragic cir- circumstances of Len Bias' death. And uh, Bob Wade recruited, recruited you here. You played for Gary. We, we know the legacy. But you grew up a Maryland fan, so you met Lefty, obviously, a bunch of times. What did Lefty mean to you, not necessarily as a player, but as a Maryland fan and then, like yourself, a Maryland legacy guy?
4: Well, let me first say, I, I think Seth uh, Seth Greenberg, I think he said it best in that. You know, he, he described Lefty in, as a person that when he, when he had, was in a conversation with you, he was so engaging that he made you feel like you were the only person in the room. And uh, that's exactly a, a great description of him uh, to the point where he made me feel like I was one of his players or something, you know. And so uh, he was just so engaging. He was so in tune. Um and uh just have a wealth of respect for him. Uh I remember watching uh Lynn Bias, Adrian Branch and those guys uh put in that work and uh, Keith Gatlin and uh, you know, uh Lefty Drizel, he was a guy that stood out to me, uh, in terms of uh uh, uh The Turks are who they were, and uh, I wanted to be a part of that uh, because of those guys. And so certainly Lefty was a part of that. Uh, Definitely a legend, and uh, he he will absolutely be missed.
3: Uh, One of your teammates at Maryland, Dave Dickerson, told me a story way back when about Lefty, where when he went to South Carolina, I believe Dave was from, on the recruiting visit, he was telling Dave Dickerson's mom about how delicious her food was. And Dave said, my mom couldn't cook, but Lefty made her sound like she was like a Julia Child when it <laughs> comes to cooking stuff in the kitchen. There, <laughs> But, I mean, I guess that's part of the recruiting pitch. But Lefty, rest in peace. Last night's loss. What's, what's the frustrating part? I mean, you watch him. You cover the team. Obviously, you played basketball for many years at the highest levels. Losses sting, but is it more frustrating given the fact that they're not getting spanked? I mean, they haven't really been blown out in a while, but they just seem to come up short. What's the one or two things, Walt, keeping them from getting over the hump and stacking wins instead of watching losing streaks go here?
4: I I just think overall, you know, the the shooting, I mean, uh, I don't think that you can have that low of a shooting percentage from the three-point line and, and consistently win games, especially in this environment and the way the game is played. Um, but specifically last night, you know, Wisconsin was uh, unbelievable from the free throw line, and so um, they didn't play as well in the second half. But they were able to to, to consistently make free throws, which uh, you know, and had timely offensive rebounds that that kept the Turks at bay and and uh, just spoiled them coming all the way back for, uh, uh, to get a win. And so uh, you got to take your head off to Wisconsin. They did what they needed to do, um, even though uh, the Turks. Had a better second half, um, and specifically you you just you mentioned a guy like Juju, you know he, you know his impact is just so paramount for this team, and uh, it just took him a while to get going. That second half he was uh, he was amazing in that second half, but you know you, you can't uh, go a whole first half and not have any rebounds. You know you have to dominate the glass uh, in both halves. Uh, we're, we're not a, a huge team, so we rely on him a lot, uh, rebounding the ball or uh, Jay Jay He struggled a bit from the field. Um, He's starting to get a lot more attention on him, and teams are focusing on getting the ball out of his hands. So, um, you know, um, you're going to have to have uh, contributions, contributions from uh, many guys uh, on a consistent basis.
3: And look, Walt, I'm not trying to diminish, you know, your teammates when you played at Maryland. But, you know, I remember many games where you like you were like a one man gang and just had to try to do things all by yourself. Is that how Young's thinking right now for this year's team?
4: Well, I can tell you this: it's a a difference. I mean, if you look at Jameer uh, compared, I'm I'm six foot eight, man. So, you know, uh, six uh, probably about six or seven inches taller than Jameer is some somewhere along that line. And uh, you know, being able to shoot the ball from the three point line makes the the game a little bit easier and stretches the floor and uh, allows you to. It just opens up a lot more. And so, those were two distinct advantages. So, the, the comparison is not fair in that. Since uh, he's a guy, that, he's a smaller guy, and and teams when the double teams happen, it's a lot tougher when guys are smaller. Um, he doesn't shoot the ball uh, cons- as, as well from the three-point line, so uh, his when, when you see him getting 20s and 30s, you know he has he has to work a lot harder. You know he's off the dribble, uh, getting busy on guys, shaking them off of them. You know getting to the rack. Uh, you know. Be, uh, 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 it's a more physical game for him. so And that tends to wear you down a bit more uh, throughout the course of the game and throughout the course of the season. So uh, th- to be able to sustain that and keep that going on a consistent basis, uh, it-, it would be a lot harder uh, for him to do
3: that. The Wizard, Walt Williams, joining us here at 105.7 The Fan, Woman Crush Wednesday, Maryland down to their final four regular season games. Sunday at Rutgers, Northwestern Indiana here, and then all off to Penn State. You're Kevin Willard. What are you saying to your team in this final stretch of the regular season before the Big Ten tournament?
4: Well, I can tell you this the way we play defense. You know, whether it's the home or on the road, when you can play defense like that consistently, you always give yourself a chance to win, especially with our perimeter defenders. And so um, you always got a chance to win. You just got to be able to offensively get into a flow out here, get to the back, get to the free throw line, and understand where you make your hay on the offensive end and try to consistently do that. Uh, Those teams you just mentioned, uh, uh, Rutgers, Northwestern, Indiana, Penn State, uh, those are all our teams that we, we can beat. And so uh, um, if we can get it done on on the offensive end to at least some extent, um, I think that we have a good chance against all of these teams.
2: Hey, Walt, talk, talk to me about Deshaun Harris-Smith because the other night, uh, not last night, but when he had 17, I mean, he looked like a different dude. It's like, all right, the light finally came on, but then uh, maybe it went back, dimmed down a little bit again.
4: Well, i tell you what, I think that for him, I think it's just about just going at it. You know, it's your freshman year. Um, you know, you are su- supposed to make some mistakes in your freshman year, but it's so much uh, the learning curve is the biggest in that year. And so go out there and be aggressive. You know, he, he's a starter. Um, so obviously the coaching staff believes in him. And uh he played consistent minutes. So, you know, I think that he uh kinda handcuffs himself at times uh because he, he hasn't made shots on a consistent basis. But um, you know, hey, he's a big strong kid. I think that especially in transition, when he has the ball in transition, I think that he can be a bit more aggressive when he if he doesn't have guys ahead of him to kick it out to, um, I think that he can be more aggressive in, in making things happen. And you saw in the in the uh Iowa game, but like he was really aggressive, and uh you know he started getting his confidence going and And uh, when he's in that mode, he can really make an impact. I think that he can get to the free throw line. Uh, Right now, he doesn't get as many calls as as he should, but hey, just just continue to be aggressive. And I think that when he's in that mindset, uh, his comfort level is very high. And so, but it's a mindset that he has to have from the beginning of the game. And uh, he has to make up his mind that I'm going to take my shot when it it presents himself. Um, When I can get to the basket, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to be aggressive. And, and if it doesn't go in that's okay long as long as i'm making good plays and and so uh i think that he has to have that more confidence in himself uh you can see that sometimes when he misses he, he he's uh, down on himself too much and uh you know and that You know, of course, you're going to have high expectations for yourself out there, but at some point, you got to say, hey, look, I believe in myself to this degree that even though I missed two or three in a row, the next one is definitely going in. And so I think he's learning that along the way.
3: He's the Wizard, Walt Williams. Walt, last thing before we let you roll, speaking of no fouls, that NBA All Star game, I don't think they even bring whistles anymore, the referees, to that (laughs) sort of thing. You played in the league for 10 years plus. What do you think about the All Star game right now? because if Adam Silver saying it sucks that means the networks and the sponsors are saying it sucks right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, you you got to have more resistance out there. You got to figure out a better concept that I have these guys competing. Of course, you don't want to get injured, but hey, um when these guys are working out in the summer and playing pickup games, they play harder than that. And so the the uh, uh it's always that that prowess of uh, you always been uh, in a position where you can get hurt. That's going to always be there. So, just got to figure out a concept there. And and also uh, for the dunk contest, I remember when I was a little kid, I mean, the All-Star game was always great, but the biggest, the biggest thing was the dunk mm-hmm. contest. We get to see, you know, Michael Jordan or, you know, uh, Dominique Wilkins or just great, great uh, dunkers, but also name, household names. And so, just got figure out how we can get back to that as well because uh, you have several aspects of the All-Star game that's starting to go down. I mean, my goodness, the three-point shooting contest is the highlight of the All-Star game. Are you kidding me? We're sitting around watching people shoot, and I'm a jump shooter, but that cannot (laughs) be the highlight of the All-Star weekend.
3: You got dudes winning the slam dunk contest, don't even play in the NBA. He's the wizard with all due respect to Ricky Bobby style, to Matt McClung. He's the wizard, Walt Williams. Walt, always great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your woman crush Wednesday, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Here's the Wiz, Walt Williams. It's Vinny at Haiti 105.7 The Fan. will come back, reset for you. Ryan Wilson's going to join us for some NFL lunch, talk about potential free agents that could be available, and also talk about the NFL draft, which is a little more than two months away. Rich Dubrov joins us live from Florida with BaltimoreBaseball.com.
2: Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny
4: and Haiti. Better
2: grab an
4: umbrella.
3: 1057 The Fan. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com is going to have some NFL lunch with us coming up at the top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. Rich Dubrov joins us live from Sarasota. Talks some Orioles days away from the exhibition opener against the Boston Red Sox. We'll get a status report. Second day of full squad workouts. So we'll find out what's happening with the birds trying to defend that American League East championship where a lot of people have the Yankees as favorites to wrest the crown from them. But that's why everybody, they play the games. Ravens, free agency. It's not officially upon us. That's what March 18th. I believe the frenzy begins where mm. people it's a free for all to quote Ted Nugent. But the Ravens do have some holes to fill, and I think we all agree that running back is one of them because J.K. Dobbins, Gus Evans are free agents. Keaton Mitchell's not playing anytime soon because of that unfortunate knee injury suffered late in the season. Justice Hill is under contract, but there are some fancy names. We've talked about Barkley. We just Mm -hmm. talked about Derrick Henry a couple of segments ago, who's the betting favorite, according to a pro football talk. The Ravens are the betting favorite to get him. But there's some other names to keep yeah. an eye on here.
2: Yeah, CBS just did a top ten free agent running backs. Gus Bus was number ten, and it has landing spots: Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys, and the market value one year three point six million. Then nine is J.K. Dobbins, and his landing spot: Chargers, Chiefs, Bengals. No <laughs> Ravens mentioned there, yeah. and his value is two years four million. Like two million a year average. And then then we got AJ Dillon from the Packers. Career low 3.4 yards per attempt. In 2021, he he had a better year, 976 and 22. And now his teams are landing spots, Packers, Bills, Cowboys, one year, 3.5. Then Zach Moss, uh landing spots, Eagles, Browns, Colts, two years, 9.2. Then we got DeAndre Swift, who had a hell of a year. First ever 1,000-yard 1, campaign, 1,263 yards with six touchdowns. He just turned 25.
3: Hey, Relatively young. Player. Yeah,
2: and Philly didn't use him as a receiver as much as Detroit did. I liked him, you know. Now, Georgia, right, Bob? Yep. So 25, and eh, Munkin probably wasn't there with him.
3: He's been in the league what four, four years? Yeah,
2: I just turned twenty five. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't. Todd probably wasn't there, but it says his landing spots: Patriots, Eagles, Broncos. Four years, twenty seven million, average six point seven per. Then we got Austin Eckler. I don't, you know, Eagles, Raiders, Browns. Three uh, years, twenty two. He's a receiver. Uh, good one, but yeah. any
3: kind of. Seems like someone who might be more in a decline than an ascent. Average yards
2: per rush, 3.5. Then we got Tony Pollard, 1,300 scrimmage yards for the second straight season. Uh, Six touchdowns, 311 receiving, 55 catches. So uh, Pollard registered 4.3 yards per touch. And uh, teams, Cowboys, Panthers, Raiders, two years, 13 mil. Average six and a half. Then we got Saquon Barkley. Landing spots, Ravens, Texans, Giants. Three years, 30 mil. Then number two is Derrick Henry. Um, Landing spots, Ravens, Cowboys, Eagles. One year, 10.3 million. And then number one, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs wants to get paid. Um, Raiders, Texans, Patriots. Four years, 42.7 million. Average 10.6. So yeah, he, he that would be that would be an expense he would be the most expensive, it sounds like, just according to what Spot Track says the market value is.
3: And he's coming off a year which wasn't all that great. Josh Jacobs, he averaged
2: three and a half yards per carry. Yeah, Josh Jacobs didn't have, you know, a, a great year. Led the NFL, but the year before, Bob led the NFL from scrimmage with two thousand fifty three yards and twelve touchdowns. And they, they didn't give him the long term extension. That then so, which guy are you getting? Because he didn't get paid, Bob. Remember, Was he pissed
3: th- off? They didn't pick up his fifth year option. Right. So then he balled out,
2: and then they then they franchised him. But uh, he probably said, "Screw them." He's all about the money, and the thing with that is, is one thing about Alabama guys. The Ravens know them with Ozzie being the Alabama guy and everything. So they they know what kind of guy that he would be.
3: But to answer your question about Swift, he yeah. did not – he wasn't there. Munkin was 20 to 22. Swift's last year. Georgia was 19. 2019. But still, he's got to have friends yeah. in Athens no that doubt. know a little bit about the guy. He's an intriguing one to me,
2: Boy, big time. Yeah, because he can catch – He he can do a lot of things.
3: I mean, we can get into Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry all we want, but DeAndre Swift I like that. Hey, well, you know, Detroit remade their running back. Yes, league. they did. Drafted one top ten. Yeah. And then brought in um David Montgomery. Like two years ago, Jamal Williams had like fifteen or sixteen touchdowns, something crazy like that. And they got rid of both of them and upgraded yeah, and, over and, the two. And then Swift goes to Philly and kicks ass. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's an interesting one, as I see it. Question is, wide receiver, or excuse me, running back has got to be a priority for them. It, it, is it number one, or is it the O line, and then all everything kind of follows? I think everything follows the O line. Yeah, because you're now minus Kevin Zeitler, probably. John Simpson, Simpson, your left guard is an unrestricted free agent. And what are you doing with Ronnie Stanley? I mean, and Morgan
2: Moses post June 1. The the thing that we've heard thus far about the draft, Bob, it's loaded in the O-line, and especially a tackle. So if there's a lot of linemen there, okay, we can take, of our eight picks, maybe we're taking, because there's so many O-linemen in the draft and it's real deep, maybe we're taking three, four O-linemen in the draft. You know, and then, you know what? Running backs is not a deep draft this year. So maybe boom, we get the running back in free agency. You know, those kind those are what you know the Ravens are weighing.
3: You're picking the running back free agency. If you're spending money, ladies and gentlemen, who are you going with? A lot of fancy names there. Hey, you can see Mixon and Nick Chubb being uh, cap casualties too. Some other big names could be out there to be had before it's all said and done with the Ravens need running backs, plural. Where are they going to fill that need? We'll talk about that and more with Ryan Wilson from CBSSports.com is going to join us for some NFL lunch. Rich Dubroff, live from Florida, talk about the Orioles' second day full squad workout exhibition season starts Saturday against the Red Sox. This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.